and you're listening to the Abide Podcast. To find out more about Abide, go to AbideChurchFL.com and enjoy today's message. I came in here tonight and I was thinking, you know, we had an amazing service this morning at Grounded and God moved. And I'm just, I'm asking the Lord in my personal life, Lord, I just want to stay hungry. I just want to stay desperate. There's something about these environments that if we're not careful and we don't keep our hearts postured in the right place, in the right way, where we become dull to what God is doing in a moment. Where a song becomes a melody and a melody becomes a hum and God is moving among a people yet we feel nothing. Like, well, 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 this is not about feeling. It's not about emotions. But yet the Bible tells us, taste and see. (laughs) When was the last time you tasted without experiencing? There's this experiential portion. There's this invitation that God's inviting us to as we corporately wait upon Him and we yield to His leadership that is not available inside of our systems and structures. It's like this new thing that God is doing where when he comes into a room, we yield to his leadership. We respond. We respond to what he's saying. And we don't allow, like like I know, man, sometimes it gets weird. But like, aren't you tired of the same thing? It's not weird for the sake of weird. It's like, God, you've got to do something because what's happening is not working. The world... We don't do this a lot. We don't talk about the negativity, but here's the truth. The world is in such a dark place that even the people in the world are realizing as they go to concerts that there are portals that are opening to hell. It's like even the world is having such discernment that deep darkness is coming. And in the midst of that, there has to be a people that are all in. It's like we're not partially playing games. We are all in with the Lord. And it's like there's nobody, like you're, some of you are hearing this and you're like, man, that feels like a yoke. I'm giving all I can. What I'm saying is as you give what little you can, what little you give in His hands become much. It's your loaves, it's your fishes. It's like it doesn't look like it's enough to really make a difference, but what you have in His hands becomes much. And it feeds the multitudes. It's like when you put what you have in his hands he gives it back to you and in your hands like the multiplication happened in their hands they submitted it to Jesus they gave it all to him but God blessed it he gave thanks for it and he gave it back and it was in their hands that the multiplication happened and it has to start with us in these rooms I don't know where you're at Maybe this is like your first time in this environment or you've been in this 50 years. It's every day we have the opportunity to say, God, I thank you that you're here and I yield to your leadership. We don't graduate from yielding. I've learned that the person that thinks they're the most spiritual is the least spiritual. The people who talk the most say the least. And so we get into rooms, it's like, Lord, we just want to hear you. We just want to sense you. We want to follow your leading. And it's not games. We've been here four years saying the same thing. It's like when God comes into these moments, there's a right way to respond. His coming elicits a response. 
The world knows, you see it even in sports, when somebody walks into an arena, there's a response, and I'm waiting for the day where people would respond to King Jesus in the way they would respond to a president or a sports figure. That when Jesus walked into a room, there would be a response, like, God, you are enough. I was in my prayer room, man, on Thursday morning, and I was spending time with the Lord, and I was, I was listening to a song and it was ministering to my heart. It was saying, here's my oil. Here's my oil. It's crazy they were singing that tonight. And in the midst of that moment, the Holy Spirit, it's like I, I felt it. He says, Gio, am I really enough for you? And then it'll come a moment where like, if, if we're going to hit true authenticity, He's going to have to step into those moments and say, do you really believe what you're singing? I hear you amening the word, but are you responding with your amen? Like, is your, is your life amening louder than your words? So when Tiffany extended that invitation to come to the table, what I've learned about being in church this long is many people, they exclude themselves from the table. It's like, I can't come to that table, man. You don't know what I did yesterday or this morning or 30 minutes ago. And yet, when you really step into the moment, what you feel is grace, mercy, love. The Bible says this perfect love at what? It casts out fear. It's like in the place of true love, as you come to the table, fear, anxiety, depression, all the stuff that we're trying to fix with medication. And we're not against medication, man, but what I'm saying is as you come to the table of the Lord, He heals, He responds, He comes. And so in Matthew 7, Jesus is speaking to the people on effective prayer. And I was meditating on this during worship, how Jesus, He speaks to us about persistence. Like us being a people that are positioned, like we're happy, we're thankful for God, for what you're doing, but we know there's more. We know there's more. Well, we've been saying this for four years. God, you're doing a lot and we're thankful, but we know there's more. So in Matthew 7, he speaks to us about praying and he said, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. You parents, if your children ask you for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone? Or if they ask you for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask Him? Here's my question for you. Do you really believe that God wants to give you something good? We've become more accustomed to coming into agreement with hearing sermons about how terrible we are than we are with coming to agreements that there's a good God who wants to give us good things who really wants to step us into new realms. And as we yield and as we surrender and as we go, like, listen, He receives us. Man, we got to shake that crap off. He receives us. And He embraces us and He transforms us. So I was thinking about this story. 
and I was thinking about the theme of, of desperation and how I believe in this time God is looking for a desperate people. I'm serious. The world is already full of desperation. It's, the desperation has to be redirected. There's a desperation. There's like, if we really, really want something, we really, really find a way to get it. We're conditioned that way. It's not a lack of what, it's a desire has to change. And so here's a man. And in, Ma in Mark 10, 46, it says, they, they being Jesus and his disciples, reached Jericho. And as Jesus left his disciples, and as they left town, a large crowd followed them. So they were leaving a town. It says, in the midst of that, a blind beggar named Barnabas was sitting beside the road. And when he heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy. It's no different than Tiffany, Pastor Tiffany coming up on the stage and saying, Jesus is here. You may not be dealing with blindness today, but in a room this size, there are all kinds of needs. And when you hear Jesus being near, we have to ask ourselves, what should be the proper response? <laughs> what, like, what, are, what should be our proper response to the hearing that Jesus is near? And so he screams out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy. But the people around him began to say, be quiet. Many people yelled at him, be quiet. But in the midst of all of the people going, shh, doesn't take all that. The scripture says he screamed out even louder. <laughs> There's just something about desperation where it's like, I don't give a crap what you think, I'm getting mine. Like, it doesn't matter what things look like around me. I don't care what people think. I, I'm clinging on to Jesus and every promise He said and all He has shown me. I don't care what things look like, what they feel like, what people say, what people think. I'm going all the way there. So they're saying, be quiet. But He only shouted louder, Son of David, have mercy. And when Jesus heard Him, this is what I love. In the midst of the desperation and the shouting, he didn't pass them by. It's like some of you, you've lost your shout because you have this conception that in the crying out, he continues on his way. But scripturally, I want you to see scripturally, it says when Jesus heard him, he stopped and he said, bring the man here. So they called the man and said, cheer up. They said, come, he's calling you. And I love this, Bartimaeus, he, he threw aside his coat, jumped up, and he came to Jesus. I need you to understand that in this moment, before he had received something, he knew he had received something. It's like in, in modern day American culture, many of us would have walked, the coat was an identification of who the man was. A coat would have identified him as a blind beggar, and everybody that walked by him would have known what that meant. He has his coat, he has his cup, he's a beggar. But the moment he recognized that Jesus turned aside, he recognized this is no longer who I am. Think. Many of us, we've stepped in rooms like this and we've heard the invitation, Jesus is near, yet we're still wearing that old thing. But I'm this, but I'm that. But I don't have this and I don't have that. And I'm saying, 
like in this moment, there's an invitation for us to not only hear his voice and hear his call, but to strip off everything that we identified with in the past season. The things spoken about you and the things you have spoken about yourself, both and. The things spoken about you and the things you have spoken over yourself. So Jesus asks him, what do you want me to do for you? <laughs> He's standing in front of a blind person. It's like, bro. But I think it confronts something. Because in rooms like this, many of us are crying out for Jesus, but many of us are crying out for Jesus unto something. And it cuts. It's like, I believe Jesus is looking for people that call upon Jesus for Jesus. Not just for building churches and ministries or social status or money or favor or, or prosperity. God wants you to have all that. But the baseline has to be, I'm crying out for you because I've heard you're near and I want you. <laughs> we, we want you. He is a God with many benefits and we want all of his benefits, all of his glory, all that's available to us. But, but the, the dividing line has to be, Without all of that, I still say yes to you. Yes. My rabbi, the blind man said, I want you to see. And Jesus said to him, go for your faith has healed you. And instantly the man could see. And he followed Jesus down the road. And here's what I prophetically feel. I, I actually told the team, I, like, I, I don't, I don't want to spend a whole bunch of time because I really feel like God wants us to cry out. I feel like the church has just lost that cry, that son of David, have mercy. We've had so many conversations about that, all that's going on in the world, yet many of us, we don't have that God have mercy. It's pointing a finger instead of getting on our knees and saying, God have mercy. It's like when I saw that thing about Travis, blah, 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 it broke my heart. It wasn't like, oh, look at the world. They're so dark and hot. They just don't. It's like, God, people are hungry for the supernatural. And they want something real. So they don't find it in churches. So they go to concerts and pay hundreds of dollars in, in crowds where people are getting trampled. And it's like, if the church would, would realize that the cry of the bride is come. How does it end? Come. Come. The spirit and the bride, how does it end? It's a harmony. And it's not saying, please wait, we want this. Or, it's come. We're desperate for you to come. We want you to come. And many of us, man, we're hitting the end of the year, which is crazy. It's November. It's about to be the end of the year. And we're all going to sit down and we're going to write our list of things we want God to see. 2022 is going to be the year of, you know, whatever you think it's going to be. And in the midst of that, I pray that on the top of that list, you would cry, you would write, God, let my cry be come. Come in the morning. Come in the noontime. Come in the evening. In our dinner tables. Like that we would experience you in deep ways, God. that we would not be the people that when hungry people are crying out, that we would look at them with judgment and say, shh, be quiet. But that it would stir something on the inside of us. 
That's what I love about this house. I'm stirred by you guys. I'm stirred by, by the pursuit and saying, God, we want more of you. So here's what I want to do. I, I was, I'll share this last story because I believe it's important. In the midst of asking God for more, it's going to take work. Look at me, it's going to take work. It can't just be like, it's going to be prayer, yielding to God and taking ground. Tampa needs a people to rise up that are lovers of Jesus and share that love with everyone. I was, I was reading a story of David Livingston who was a missionary to Africa. And he went into this place and I actually just read it. And I, when I read the post, I actually studied it. And he, was, he, was, he got sent by a missions organization and midway through him pioneering, which I believe we are a pioneering church. God has called us here to pioneer. In the midst of that, the organization wrote him and they asked him a question, David, have you found roads that make it easily accessible for us to send people that can get to you? Like, is there an easier path? And David responded back to them, hey, listen, if people that want to come only want to come when there's an easier path, tell them not to come because that's not what we need. We need a people that see the need, that see what God is doing, and they're like, we're all the way in. We're not just going to go when it's easy. We're not just going to go where the road is paved. We're going to contend on our knees, and we're going to start with prayer. And we're going to believe that as, as we pray, demonic forces over our region are going to be pushed back. And not just for Abide, but for every church in the region, there's going to be a presence over that church and people will begin to yield and submit to His leadership. And because one small church decided to just get on their knees and say, we're not going to stop praying until God moves, something's going to happen. It's not just something I'm saying to hype you up, it's what I believe. And if it dwindles us down to 10 people who believe, here we will be. Here we will be because it's what he said he said build me an altar worship me morning noon and night invite people to do the same and watch me pour out my presence it's what he said and it's what we will do but part of that is going to have to look like in these moments there has to be a proper response When my wife, God spoke that word to my wife in 2019. It wasn't like 2020, we got to get a new word. God, what do you want to do 2020? He's like, I, st I still want you to do the whole yield thing. The whole surrender thing, I'm still about that. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray and I'm, I'm going to invite those that are led to just come into the altars. And I just want to have a time of waiting upon the Lord and, and praying. You know, God is doing so much. This family up here, the Bakers, you want to wave, Mike? Mike and Kim Baker, they're regional intercessors, nationwide intercessors. God uprooted them from Maryland. They sold everything and they moved their, their, their lives to Tampa just to serve what God is doing in the region. Like, if you can't put the pieces together, you're just not able to see. Because God is doing a new thing. And He's working among us. And we just want to completely 100% partner with what He's doing. But it starts with prayer. Nothing like, this is not a Christianese, nothing will happen without prayer. You don't need an impartation. 
You don't need a man to touch you. You need to just find yourself before him, hearing his words and releasing them. Hearing his words and releasing them. So I'm going to start praying. Some of you are going to stare at me. That's okay. It's going to be really awkward for you. And some of us, we're just going to continue to start to pray. It's, it's 7.20. They're going to lead us in prayer for here for a moment. But I just want to enter into a time of what we do for Wednesday night. And I just want to pray. As the Lord leads, I'm going to invite you guys to pray with me. I believe this is what the Lord wanted to do tonight. If you need prayer, we will pray with you. Nobody can ever, will ever come to this house needing something from the Lord and, and not receiving prayer. But for this moment, I just want to keep it centered around what the Lord is doing. It's like there are wells in this region that the Lord is uncapping. And the Holy Spirit is the only one that can uncap them. So Father, in this moment, we silence every voice of the enemy that would accuse, that would cause doubt. Any blockages, anything that would stop us from releasing what heaven is releasing in this moment, Father, we just want to agree. Father, you said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst. for righteousness. So I'm just going to let us for just a moment be still before the Lord. Activity and striving is not going to get us there. It's got to be Him. moment for there to be proper flow. Kavi, can you lead us in King of Kings, Lord of Lords? Just, just that declaration. It has to start with proper order. Oh, 
that every promise over Tampa Bay, Father, even the individual promises in this room, God, we ask that, God, you would blow on those dreams. God, that you would give vision, God. And God, that you would give the desire, Father, that you would unite a desire on the inside of us to say, come, Lord Jesus, come. Father, that we would learn to tarry, that we would learn to wait. And Father, that you would purify the bride. All the dross, all the mixture, all the division, all the complacency, all the apathy. Father, would you burn it up? Would you send holy fire on your church, God? Would you send holy fire on your church, God? Father, we respond to your call. Where you say, come up here, come up now. from me Father I thank you that the invitation is for everyone
God satisfy? Yes. Oh, we want all of you, God. For the sake of the broken. says the 
the golden bowls were filled with the prayers of the saints. And these bowls were the ones to be poured back on the earth. And so, Lord, right now, we fill the bowls of heaven with the prayers for Tampa Bay. In Jesus' name, Tampa Bay will be saved. Lord, we are not satisfied with churches that are at 60% capacity while concerts are overflowing. Lord, Tampa Bay will be saved. Father, I pray right now that you would kill the spirit of apathy right now in Tampa Bay churches. In the name of Jesus, right now, Father, this has to be under something. Lord, you do not encounter us just to make us have goosebumps, Lord. You encounter us, Lord, so that we would encounter others. Lord, Tampa Bay will be saved. In the name of Jesus, the church of Tampa will be a light on a hill. Lord, salt in the, in the palate of Florida. Right now, in the name of Jesus, the deep wells that you have put in this city will be unearthed right now in Jesus' name. Raise up sons and daughters. Raise up sons and daughters who would dig the land, who would dig out the wells. In Jesus' name, Father, we just pray right now that the bowls of heaven would be filled right now. Would the bowls of heaven would be filled right now. Awaken intercessors at 3 a.m. to fill bowls in heaven. Awaken intercessors at 12 a.m. to fill bowls in heaven. Awaken intercessors, Father, that would sit in their closet, that no one will ever know their name. No one will ever know their name, but they are filling bowls in heaven. Jesus, we ask for the Holy Spirit to be poured out, to be poured out in a jolt outpouring right now over Tampa Bay. Dreams and visions, visitations right now over the LGBTQ community right now over Tampa Bay. Dreams, visions, and visitations. Dreams, visions, and visitations right now over that community. Jesus, we fill the bowls. We fill the bowls. We join you in your intercession, Jesus. We join you. You will not be the lone intercessor in heaven. We join you tonight, Father, interceding for our city, God. And Lord, when, when every time when a church starts to intercede, everybody gets quiet. We say we will stand with you, God. We will be loud in heaven, interceding, Father. We will be like one crying out in a voice in the wilderness, prepare to make the way of the Lord. We pray right now. We fill the bowls in heaven, God. Father, I pray for dreams in this room. Father, for those that have been carrying dreams, they've been laboring, God, like, like Hannah, in this place of desperation, Father. We just speak a fresh grace on you right now in Jesus' name. For those places in your life that seem barren and seem like, I don't know how, we speak grace right now in Jesus' name. And we speak a grace for you to dream again. Don't give up on the God dream. Don't give up on what He spoke. Don't give up on what He said. Don't go by what you see. Those things are alive. So Father, we speak that the wind of heaven would blow on every dream. And Father, those in this room that feel like I have no dream, would you visit them and deposit something on the inside of them? Something that stirs them. Something greater than the American dream and just getting by. Give them a vision.
make space this moment. If there's anybody in this room that needs prayer, that feels a heaviness or a weariness, I believe it's important that the body covers the body. So if that's you, I'm just going to ask you to be bold. Just put your hand up and give us the opportunity to pray. If there's sickness in your body, if you feel weary, if you feel tired, if you need prayer, just put up a hand right now. All around the room, if there's anyone else, I just want us to just, if you don't have a hand up, just find someone, just reach over next to you. We're just going to pray as family right now. The same Holy Spirit that flows in that evangelist that you look at on TV that heals flows through you. So we're just going to pray right now, and we're going to have faith and belief. Anyone else, I want everybody to have the opportunity to be prayed for. Hey, Marcus, why don't you come and lead us, bro, in that? Just begin to bless them. We bind all sickness. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your, your activity in this room, Lord, that you're moving right now. And Lord, that you're meeting every person in the area of their need. And Father, we just come in agreement that you desire to touch your people. You desire to heal bodies. You desire to restore. You desire to breathe life, Lord. So Father, we just speak life over your people now. We bless them, Lord. Lord, just as you've blessed them with every spiritual gift in heaven, Lord, we speak the same life and the gifts over them right now in Jesus' name, Lord. Every area that's in need, Lord, you are filling right now in Jesus' name. Lord, every hurting body, you are bringing into alignment with your word. Lord, we speak not only healing, but divine health over your children right now. Lord, we speak life over their minds, Father. And we silence the voice of the enemy that will speak lies, that will speak deceit, that will speak death. And we speak that the word of the Lord will reign and rule in your hearts that the peace of Christ will rule and reign in your heart in the name of Jesus right now. Father, we speak hope over your people now, Lord. Those that have lost dreams, those that have lost vision, those that have lost the ability to hear you, Father. We speak that you are speaking to them now and you're opening their eyes into the Spirit. You're opening their ears to hear what the Lord is saying to them. And Father, would you just open the floodgates of their heart, Lord, to receive everything that you have in store for them, Lord. Come on, just right now we say, Lord, we receive you. We receive you and everything that you have in store for us, Lord. We receive every promise right now in Jesus' name. We receive every promise right now in the name of Jesus. We apply the word of the Lord over our lives and we say your word is yes and amen. That you are a promise keeper, that you don't go back on your word, but every word that you've sent forth, you will fulfill it and it will not return void in the name of Jesus. Ah, uh, life. Holy Spirit, breathe. Breathe, Holy Spirit. Breathe life right now in the dry bones, Lord. Lord, into the valleys of our heart, in the dry valleys, Lord. Would you breathe life again, Lord? Lord, we apply the blood of Jesus over each and every person in this room. Lord, that the blood will apply. Oh, that your righteousness is their portion, Lord. Oh, that your power is their portion, Lord. Lord, we speak the power of God over every hopeless situation right now. We speak the power of God over every situation that seems there's no way, Lord. And we remind ourselves that you make a way where there seems to be no way, Lord. We remind ourselves that you make doors out of walls, Lord. And you make life out of dead ends. 
Lord, we speak restoration right now in Jesus' name. Lord, to everybody that feels like there's nothing that can be done for their situation, for those that feel like there's nothing that can be completed and that is too dead and far gone, we speak restoration. Oh, Lord, we remind ourselves that you are the God of reconciliation, that you reconcile us back to the heart of the Father, that none of us are too far off, that none of us are too hopeless, Lord, but that you are reconciling us back to the heart of the Father. Lord, your voice is our portion. Your voice is our portion tonight, Lord. So we say yes and amen to everything that you're doing, Lord. We bless your people. We bless your people in Jesus' name. I just feel like the Lord is highlighting just unfathomable amounts of suffering that people have gone through in the past season. I'm just going to pray into that. So God, I just ask you, Lord, for those that have experienced high levels of suffering. Father, I ask you, Father, that they would trust you in that place, that you're doing a deep work, that you're doing something in it, God. I ask you, I speak to their spirit, man. I say, don't give up. Don't give up. Don't lose heart. Keep on going. Fight. This is a season of training to fight. We need to stand like soldiers and be soldiers and the Lord is doing something and I ask you Lord that you would come into those that are experiencing the suffering and I ask you God that you would give grace give grace give grace to trust you give grace to go with it the grace to understand God let the deep work happen God I ask you father that they would understand what it means to be a soldier to be a warrior like soldiers they can't pick up one more leg one more foot to walk but they have to out of necessity and they do it God out of the grace of God I ask the grace of God would touch their lives right now that they would not give up do not lose hope God I ask that hope would be put forth in their hearts again not to despair it is not in vain the suffering is not in vain it is unto something trust him Trust the Lord. He is good. Father, right now, we hold on to nothing. That everything that we have in our hands like this, Jesus, we just let go even so right now. Lord, you said that you would come like a thief in a night. But Jesus, you won't come like a thief to us because we're watching and we're waiting. And Lord, if there's nothing we're holding on to, there's nothing you can steal from us. So we come to you empty-handed. Our lives, our churches, our families, our ministries, Jesus, all submitted to you. We hold on to nothing, Lord. Nothing, nothing. Everything we have is at the foot of the cross, Jesus. And we submit again to your Lordship. We submit again to your Lordship. Father, forgive us for having close fist. Forgive us for having close fist with you. Jesus, we can trust you because you are a good steward. We 
house to say everything is yours everything we have is yours everything we own is yours we've been saying it father for years but we want we just want to be fully yielded and I just I just kind of wanted to end like here we'll, we can linger but I just wanted us to pray specifically just against any demonic stronghold over our region. I just felt like if I could just get some agreement. Father, we push back every bit of darkness in our region right now, Father. And Father, we speak to sexual perversion and we say not in our region. And that every bit of sexual perversion, everything done in darkness would come to light. And God, that you would raise up a pure and spotless bride, Father. We thank you, Father, that you will end things like human trafficking in our area, God. And that you would raise up men and women of God who would walk in purity and integrity, that would honor and love their wives, that would raise up their family and the things of the Lord, God. Father, we push back complacency and apathy in the church, God. The feelings of blah and going through the motion. As a body, we reject that and we say no. We say no. We want to be moldable. We want to be pliable. And we want to get in the river of God. So every spirit that has lulled the church into a slumber and into a sleep, we bind you and we tell you to go in the name of Jesus. Now we tell you to go that the eyes of the church would be opened and she would stand brave. 
Jezebel, we just tell it to go. In the name of Jesus, off of your church, off of your people, God. That there would be complete agreement with the Holy Spirit, no matter the cost, no matter what it looks like. I thank you, Father, that you are raising up houses of glory. Houses of glory without, without mixture. With Jesus at the center. With the people who have given up everything because you are worthy. The people who have found the treasure in the field and they have sold all to purchase the field. Father, we bind the spirit of division within the church. And we ask that you would birth John 17 unity so that the world can see that you are real. Father, we bind the spirit of addiction. Those that are addicted, Father, whether it be pornography, whether it be drugs, whether it be this or that, Father, every spirit that has kept people captive, Father, right now in Jesus' name, we bind it off of our children, off of our family members, God, even in our homes, Father, we just, every spirit that would be in operation, we evict it right now by the blood of Jesus. No mixture in the church. Father, we bind the spirit of religion that would try to control and manipulate. And Father, we, we just say, have your way. We don't want to be going upstream, Father. We want to flow in your river. We want to go with the current. So we yield the need to know and understand everything. We say, God, we allow you to move outside of our box. Mm. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hey, listen, you're welcome to continue to pray here. We're not going to close that. We'll say next Sunday night there will be no p.m. service. There's only an a.m. service. David Bradshaw from Awaken the Dawn will be here. It will be packed. So there's no six, get here early. We're gonna put out more chairs. And that night we're gonna be having Friendsgiving outside. We're gonna set the table. We're gonna do family together. We're gonna eat, break bread. We're gonna have an amazing time. So bless you. There's a little black box in the back. If you wanna give as you go, there'll be the giving slide in the back. I encourage you to sow, sow seeds today for the blessing tomorrow, amen? amen. So, don't stop sowing, continue to sow. Sow in the spirit, sow in the physical, amen? Amen. You're welcome to hang out, linger, love on one another. We love you guys. Bless you. We'll see you in the prayer room Tuesday, Tuesday morning, Wednesday night. We love you.